Welcome to 4th and 10 right here on 4thDistrict.com, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio app, 4thDistrict.com, all powered by the Blog Talk Radio Network. Thanks so much for being here. Three comedians, 10 topics. Psych! Psych! Nate's <laughs> not here. Yeah. Y'all. No Nate. They uh, they let go of the seatbelt <laughs> and uh, maybe put... The takeover, the break's <laughs> over. <laughs> Maybe uh, this will either be the best or worst episode of 4th and 10 ever. Welcome to 4th and 10. Uh, my name is Dan Duncan, yep, yep. sitting in for both Damon and Nate, so I need to be both smart and an idiot <laughs> at the same time. You got all the work, man. You <laughs> and got all of the work. course, the star, the one comic on today's episode, David Perdue. What's up, listeners? It is it is the truth. This is, this is an experiment uh, that I think will go amazingly well. <laughs> Uh, if you have our pre-show went great. If you don't know what that is, that's where our patron listeners get to hear us talk about whatever we're going, whatever's happening. And right. it's a, it's almost its own podcast in and of itself. And mm-hmm. so our patron listeners, if you're listeners now, you got a dope pre-show. Uh, sorry for the spoilers, <laughs> uh, but whatever. You know, yeah. hey, it's it, you, you know, you know the movement's happening. There uh, you go. But yeah, yeah, we're here. Me and Dan here, and we about to, we got it. We got a good one. We uh, you know. We are about consistency. We are about consistency. at fourth and ten, and uh, yes. the other guys had a show tonight. Yeah, uh, and so in different states, I think. Really, I think Nate is in Alabama, and okay. I think uh, Damon is in like North Carolina. Good for them. Good. For, I had no idea. I was like, we don't talk enough. Because I was like, <laughs> what do you mean you guys got? You guys are doing stuff? What's happening? Yeah. Well, I'm glad you're here. I'm glad we I'm have here. an amazing episode uh, this week, uh, and we're going to be chatting all things. Uh, curling doping to uh maybe the greatest olympic athlete of all time you've got to talk about the goats so (laughs) we're gonna dive in yeah uh but first do we have a a review this week we do have a review um this one is from sk wuzzy so squizzy i think it is uh it's five stars and the title is this is hard to admit uh, <laughs> I'm scared Right Oh, uh-oh. It says I'm one of Nate's people I don't know what that means <laughs> He's got people Nate you got people man If you listen to Nate You got people it Says I'm one of Nate's people I love this podcast And every inappropriate thing about it Thank you They'll love this episode Right <laughs> Yeah we about to go there <laughs> uh, I look forward to the commentary And the hazing But I always find myself Defending Nate Why? Question mark And explaining point I don't want to But I think I'm more like him than I care to admit. <laughs> you guys are hilarious. Keeps me going. Listen, the first step in recovery is admitting you have a problem. And you are one step ahead of Nate. Squizzy, you are one <laughs> step ahead of Nate. Nate will refuse to admit he's having problems. And that's why he continues to get berated on this show. I'm glad people, I'm, I am glad that he has people that are like, I want to defend him. Because we also want to defend him. So like they see our, our personal uh, conundrums. We want to defend Nate, but he, he he leaves himself just like, come on, man, we can't defend Nate. You know, see, here's the deal with Nate. Well, he's not here to he defend not himself. Here. Yeah. He always has like some like decent argument yep. to have, and it always kills me sitting on this side of the glass. Yeah. Because he'll start to make it. I'm like, all right, there good. We go. we're, we're adding some like diversity to thought. Like yep. this is good. And then literally... <laughs> 30 seconds in we just take a this is stupid this yeah. doesn't I hate this and he diverges from logical thought to like very Nate emotion which really is just 
hate. Yes. Uh, for anything that's not not grounded in anything real. Right. It's like yeah, he has the kernel of a good thought. Yes. And it escapes him so escapes easily. Him. It, you know, it reminds me of Nate's points of view. Remind me of you ever seen a kid that's entirely too fat to start learning to ride a bike. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I'm talking about? Where like they're pedaling at first, like he's gonna do it, and then all of a sudden that weight and gravity and like the way their knees at the handlebar catch up to them, yep. and then it like messes up everything, and they inevitably fall over. Center of gravity. That is what happens when Nate tries to put together a thought. <laughs> it is just like a too fat kid, and like almost too old to be learning for the first time, kid. So not only you're like too big, but you're like too old. Like we should have put and training the, wheels on this, and but the we bike didn't. is too small. Yeah, and he's like, I can, I can pedal, and it's like maybe you can, and then all of a sudden. And you fall over One day we'll we'll get Nate going fast enough down the hill That he makes it <laughs> If you don't put him down a hill he'll never make it <laughs> <laughs> One, day, One day I can believe But you know who else crashed this week Who was that? Uh, Fergie Oh my goodness Needed some training wheels on her rendition of the National Anthem She was channeling her inner Marvin Gaye and mm-hmm. and just no one loved her enough to say do not do that Don't version do of that. this anthem. So, did you watch the All Star Game? Did you hear the anthem? I, what did you think? I did watch the All Star Game. I heard the anthem. Uh, I'm be honest, I feel very uncomfortable with my parents around. I was oh. like, I was like, who asked? We told who asked for sexy patriotism? <laughs> who asked for people to be like, like it was too much. It was too much. It was like no one. Like, no one asked for that version of the national anthem. To her credit, and this is the only thing, as a creative, she tried. And apparently that was one of her quotes. She said, I tried my best. (laughs) And I think she did. I think what the problem is, we're not realizing that her best was really never good enough. (laughs) So the fact that, like, we, we expected this, like, Whitney Houston level of national anthem or even Marvin Gaye who did something different it's like well yeah they're really they're like the best at what they do like this is the same woman that uh said retarded 400 times in a song you know what I mean and so it's sure. like we can't we really expect we expect greatness uh, out of her like mm, maybe not maybe not great she's on the one name basis which there's not a whole handful of people that yeah. like are on one name but she's not known as a singer yes she's not a front all. man She's like the face. She was the face was of, the face of, of Black Eyed Peas. Yeah. Like she, you know, gave you know careers to that entire band. Like yes. So she does. She did do something right. But my wife was like across the room when uh, I was watching uh, what I thought was going to be the All Star Game, and all of a sudden I felt also uncomfortable. And <laughs> she was like. Why did they get a burlesque singer <laughs> to do the national anthem? And yeah. it didn't help what she was wearing. It didn't. Like, it was elegant to some extent, yeah. but like that combined with the way she was singing, like, I don't agree with anything Charles Barkley ever says, but smoking a cigarette, cigarette was necessary after yeah. listening to that. Tried to, that. That national anthem tried to take you places. And I was like, that's not what the national It is literally the thing that just says, all right, we're about to start. <laughs> Like it, you know, at this point, it it doesn't make people feel more patriotic. It doesn't. It should, you know, what I mean, unless there's something crazy that just happened in America right before. Your job is to no one to remember you. Like you know what I mean. Like and, and like unless there's like a, a national tragedy or something like that, just sing it regular. Mm-hmm. Get out of there. Like the fact that you don't at this point, especially in society, you don't want to be remembered for your national anthem anymore. If, if everything's going well. Yes. You know what I mean? And yes. she was like, it was almost like, don't forget me. It was like, oh, we won't now. <laughs> You're going to go down for much different reasons now. For sure. This is like, 
on par with 50 cents like first pitch oh my goodness uh, yeah i'm trying to think of like other things that carl are so lewis bad. singing the national anthem yep that was or terrible roseanne singing the national anthem i'm not even mad at her for that because <laughs> we we that you asked a comedian to sing so i was like she was like i'm gonna be funny <laughs> like you know what i mean so she did that the best she did that the best way that, that could be this was just like i think the, my favorite part is watching the reactions Oh, the, and that was really like my question though is like, would we have thought it was as bad without like the reactions that were the, like that gave us the priv or like the license to judge it? Like it, I did. think so because I feel like, like the same thing you felt in your living room is anything like everybody felt in their <laughs> living room. Like, do we turn this? What is this? Is this like this is like that moment in Game of Thrones where you're like ah yeah, yeah maybe we should yeah yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I uh, I think my favorite. I didn't see all the laughs, but I think the one that got caught most people's attention was Draymond Green, and just like he was like holding it with, like you ever not supposed to laugh and you hold it and you're very proud of yourself for like a few seconds. Him in his mouth breathing self, like held it. He was just like, I see the TV, I see the cameras on me. I'm just gonna keep my mouth open and I'm gonna breathe through my mouth like I always do, and I'm not gonna laugh. And as soon as he like made that lick lip thing to like try to guess get more air back into his lungs, he couldn't hold it anymore. And he cracked, and then it was just like everybody was like, oh, okay, we got it. we all we all in agreement, right? Like this trash, okay, this trash. Uh, yeah, it was uh, it was. <laughs> I don't know. I don't like. I don't know what you do after that, Fergie. Like you can't. Well, like, this, this is what I was gonna say. Is like I don't know that that's a bad thing for Fergie. <laughs> to be honest with you, yeah. Like I feel like so many of us fail on a daily basis, like in little things. Mm -hmm. And I feel like in some <clears throat> ways, like Fergie's now like my hero. Like she mm. literally went out there and bombed in the worst way. And if she can kind of carry on and like, you know, show up. And again, I also don't believe in bad publicity. Like, okay. If, if you're talked about, if we're talking about her right now, like, is her career really going in a bad direction? Like, it's not like we were talking about Fergie two weeks ago. We're not. Uh, so to that, I will say that is how we are in the problems we have in the first place. Is she was, I would dare say, unqualified to sing the national anthem. <laughs> and then they gave her the spot and it went terribly. If we can learn nothing else from this America, let people who are really good at what they do, do that thing that they do. Yes. Now, if you want, if you wanted Fergie to like do like a... Uh, I don't know, like a like a, a poppy dance song halftime show. halftime show. Man, I would dance to Fergalicious. Yes, you know what I'm saying. Uh, but this, no. Another thing, this is how we're gonna get off Fergie a little bit because I feel like Fergie's getting a lot of heat, and I feel like there was plenty of heat to go around For on sure. the All Star Game. Um, I didn't say this off the record because, again, uh, because of my past dealings with this person who I had to call essentially boss Kevin Hart in in the uh, pregame. What did you think about it? Uh, him just laughing? No, like him announcing the players, that whole like... Oh, I missed that. Oh. I didn't tune it in for that. Oh. I don't know about this. Tell me. Show started at 8. The 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 pre... the Not like the game supposed to start at 8. It didn't really start till 8.30 because there was a whole pre-show thing um, where Kevin Hart was like, I'm going to be an all-star. And then like uh, Rob Riggle came out and he was like, well, first, you got to know the history of whatever, whatever. And then Jamie Foxx comes out and raps... And it's like singers and dancers behind him. Then uh, I believe Queen Latifah comes out and raps, which My was fine. Uh, but it's like it's almost like a musical. It was a musical beforehand, and it all led up to uh, Kevin uh, <laughs> Kevin Hart doing the introductions. And also joking about each player as he did, which in my opinion was the best part of it, because he was. And the only reason I say it was the best part was because as he was doing the jokes, like the players were laughing, 
And so I was like, all right, like that's good. This is good. Yeah, like that part. The SB like roast. Yeah, like and they were were very like cute. They weren't like he didn't go too far in. Um, You know, he like his thing on like Steph Curry was like he's done this well without a a proper hairline. Like you know what I mean? Or like he's got the so they were like they were fine. He didn't even say Giannis and the last name. He was like Giannis. He's like, look, I can't say it. I can't say it. And then you know, just freak, freak you out. Yeah. Or like Al Horford. Al Horford was just like uh, his best quality is he got he. His best, what is something basic, basically saying like uh, the best thing that ever happened to him was not the championship or anything winning. It was like the fact that like uh, he somehow convinced Miss Universe to marry him. <laughs> you know what I mean? Which is true. It's like, wow, how do you make that happen? Uh, but yeah, it, Kevin Hart, like beforehand, was our, it was like, uh, it's very, it was very Hollywood. I guess that's the best way to describe it. It was very Hollywood and it didn't need to be as Hollywood as it was. So, you know. Yeah, other than that, though, like, the All-Star game, bro, like, I'm so done with All-Star. Like, the skills challenge to me is far more interesting. I heard that. Three-point contest was far more interesting. Yeah. The game to me, it really is, like, I think this format that they just did is probably the most interesting. Yeah. But it's not, like, it's not interesting to the last five minutes when it's, like, one possession away. And then they're like, oh, now now I'll play. Yeah. But they're double teaming Steph and, like, no one knows how to run offense where to, like, help him in that moment. Oh, the last, Yeah. So it, to me, it's it was like, competitive, though. It was competitive, and but everyone wrote like articles like, well, LeBron showed he's the king and people were tweeting like LeBron once again proves he's king. I'm like, mm, kind of. Yeah. It's I mean, a, like it's a pickup. It's a pickup game. Cha- like charity basketball. game. Yeah. Everybody's, like, like LeBron even said, like, I'm doing this for the conditioning. Right. Which everybody else is like, like what's his name? Jimmy Butler. He just didn't play himself. Jimmy Butler was just like, Coach Tibbs is gonna run me to death next offseason. I'm just not playing. <laughs> I'm gonna uh, DNP myself. Uh, so yeah, I don't know about this LeBron. You know, being like the savior or whatever. But yeah, it was uh it was it was an event and it happened. And shout out to Team LeBron for uh, taking it home and uh, dribbling a basketball. <laughs> And, uh, you know, and doing a little more. Anyway, next topic. Speaking of LeBron dribbling the basketball, we're going to talk about, um, what's her name? Laura Ingram. Ooh, yes. From Fox News. Uh, Fox News reporter Laura Ingram. Basically, um, uh, she saw or uh, commented on a video where it was, um, we got the tape? Yeah, we got the right, we we tape. We're going to cut to the tape. I'm numb to this commentary like... Must they run their mouths like that? Unfortunately, a lot of kids and some adults take these ignorant comments seriously. Look, there might be a cautionary lesson in LeBron for kids. This is what happens when you attempt to leave high school a year early to join the NBA. And it's always unwise to seek political advice from someone who gets paid $100 million a year to bounce a ball. Oh, and LeBron and Kevin, you're great players, but no one voted for you. Millions elected Trump to be their coach. So keep the political commentary to yourself, or as someone once said, shut up and dribble. Yeah, so about that. Um, <laughs> so my favorite, my favorite thing about this is the source of this commentary. It is from a Fox News reporter. Can't even call them reporters at this point. I'm going to call them, I'm talking about Fox News instigators. Because that's what they are. They're just teleprompter readers. Teleprompter readers slash instigators. Like they, they are uh, uh, ad salesmen. That's all they For are. For sure. Fox News ad salesmen. I mean, most of the media is, but like they're Fox News ad salesmen. My favorite thing is the source because uh, I think the best, the best thing to come out of this is Chris Long, who, if you know Chris Long, Philadelphia Eagles defensive player, basically gave his whole year's game check to different causes. 
um his Twitter, did you see this? No, I didn't. On Twitter, he just went and like retweeted other Fox News segments where they had very unqualified people talk about politics with the likes of uh, Chuck Norris and Ja Rule. And that Fox News had them along to talk politics. So if your own network is having... Well, they just had the dude from Duck Dynasty on to talk about the rise of Al-Qaeda. Come on. Like, he ain't never going to see nobody from Al-Qaeda in the Mississippi or whatever swampland he's at. So, like, also, if we're going to talk about unqualified, the literal president of these United States uh, is friends with, uh, I don't know, like Tom Green and uh, whoever else was on The Apprentice. You know what I mean? Like, like the audacity to sit up here and be like, shut up and dribble. Uh, it's, I don't know, it's ridiculous. That's one one problem. My second problem is people who buy into that, that that LeBron is not, um, not only is not intelligent enough, not capable, and should not speak to anything that's going on in society. Like, and I think he's he's done a marvelous job of, like, communicating why he should. Um, but I think one of the things, uh, it was post-game, he was talking about, Barkley asked him, post-game, he, he mentioned the fact that, like, like the reason why he can, he's like, he's like, there's no way I can play basketball, especially like a game like this. Walk, look over there and see a Bill Russell and see a Kareem and know what they did to get me to this point, and for me not to pick up that mantle and continue and carry it for players to come. Because, like he said, I am, I mean something to people. You know what I mean? And I don't think that's an arrogant thing to say. Like he means too much to too many people. Meaning, like there are kids, even if you're not basketball inclined, there are kids who see a LeBron or see a Kevin Durant or any number of these athletes that speak on things that they should, and other people think they should shut up and dribble, who sees players and go, oh, wow, like they came from situations where I came from. They, 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 and then they actually care about where we come from because they, they, they have an understanding about what I'm going through on a day-to-day basis. And then they're speaking in a way that like uh, tries to provoke empathy and understanding for people like me. Yeah, he means something because who else? If no, if there, if there are no LeBron speaking on these on a lot of these people to have, no one cares. Yeah, no one cares. You know, so uh, kudos to him for continuing to not shut up and dribble. And uh, I I just appreciate him, you know, going forward. And he's probably going to be even more of a uh, like a I don't want to say activist because I feel like that term is over, but like he's going to be more involved. Oh, that's I what I, that's what I was going to say is like what the idiots over at Fox News don't realize is like this just only pushes athletes to be more vocal mm-hmm. and to say oh like to because lebron doesn't watch fox news ever yeah no and so if they had just like if fox news had just kind of let this go carried on not talked about this like lebron would have like he would still speak up on issues but he wouldn't know the the like waves that he can create mm-hmm. in in spheres that he actually doesn't have a lot of like influence per se right but when he does make statements and then fox news covers them yeah. and talks about him he's like oh i can really affect things You're right and so all they're doing is showing the the like breadth of the influence he does have and not just a you know dribbler and it's stupid to say that an athlete in this day and age does not know what's going on right they are very in tune with politics you know the economy they're starting businesses like right they 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 literally are lebron is the centerpiece in one of the top five like four like companies like Mm -hmm. the nba is as a company makes more money than the 99.9 percent of other companies right and so 
it's it's ridiculous and to me i've literally people if you follow fourth district at all you've heard me say this it felt like a scene from v for vendetta Mm. like it literally felt like the newscaster from v for vendetta like god bless us like we are the we like we are the nation that will like tells the athletes to shut up and whatever like we are great we know shut up yeah i I think too um and this is one of the more unfortunate but like everybody kind of knew with things it's like she speak the reason why she can say that she's speaking to um people who uh who want your money want your time but don't want your thoughts right and they think less of you because of your ability to do one thing as if you can't do multiple things um and so it speaks to like those people who like I, I always find it fascinating when um when like when you you hear about like like real rednecks like just real like angry rednecks and how they like I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna categorize them all, but like SEC fans that like stereotypically get in rednecks or like probably didn't graduate from those SEC schools, right? But like just have this like outside of football have like a very real hatred or or just like bias against people of color. But it's like on Saturdays and Sundays you're rooting for like how do you reckon that? You know what I mean? Like how do you how do you even reckon that? Like you know how like is that how good some of these athletes that they literally drove someone sane? For like an hour or two. No, it's no, <laughs> it's an extension of slavery. It, exactly, it's it's, an, it's the mentality of like you are my yeah puppet. Yeah, you will perform as property. In the elite. I only ask that you shut up and dribble. Yes, and you know the LeBrons are there. there them days is them it's, days is way it's, old. And it's strip, stripping their humanity, and I think we need to recognize that. Like asking anyone to shut up and do something, right? They become a function. They become a a material, right. a, a machine, and like. That in in and of itself is an extension of the slavery mentality, and yeah. like you guys don't tune into fourth and ten to get this like yeah. off the record like thought process, but like it's ridiculous. Yeah. Also, I find it very interesting that there is a a woman in in news that has the that has the like to say that it's like don't you realize you your your struggles there are struggles that they are apparently like at some point in time some man was like don't you just shut up and get make my coffee. Shut up and exactly, you know what I'm saying, like, exactly, like bro. so. It's like, what, what are you doing? <laughs> like, what are you doing? Like, yeah, that's 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 insane. Yeah, bro. Yeah, we got yeah. deep real quick, but we can do that because it's two of us. <laughs> we just having a dope conversation. There we go. There we go. There we go. All right, guys. Up next, we're gonna be talking Elizabeth Swaney. I think we're pronouncing that right. It's Brian, right? She's not famous for a good reason. When we don't know her name for a good reason, yeah, she's good. actually not good at anything. Nope. But she's smart. Listen, you ain't got to be good. You got to be smart. <laughs> so there's really a lot of ways to go experience the Olympics. You could have flown to South Korea. You could have bought tickets. You could, you know, there's a lot of ways to do it. But Elizabeth thought better of a way that no one else thought about, mm-hmm. which was finding a loophole to become an Olympic athlete in a winter sport, which is freestyle skiing. And she found this loophole by basically finding out that if she went to all of the Olympic qualifiers and never fell during the halfpipe event, she could qualify for the Olympics and qualify for a team. Any team competing in the Olympics could then adopt her and compete on their behalf. Wow. <laughs> and Hungary apparently was open to said Olympian yeah. to come into their camp and compete in a freestyle skiing because they didn't have someone. Yeah. That's... <laughs> So tell me, did you watch the video, right? I just see that embarrassing video. Damon will post it tomorrow. Yeah, Damon will put that up tomorrow. <laughs> um, but there, so there's this video of Elizabeth going down the half pipe during her like run of her qualifying run, 
and she just goes back and forth down the mountain. Yeah. And it looked like you ever played Tony Hawk Pro Skater? Yes. And then you like all of a sudden you forgot to press pause. And you was like <laughs> you was like you were like on a half pike and somebody was like, Hey, dinner, and you didn't press pause. And you just saw your police just like they just they just weren't no tricks going on. They were just going back and up and down the hat. Like that was like first of <laughs> I I love here's why she's a he's he's the hero. Um everybody people train their whole lives for gold, right? Mm-hmm. And she was like, Who wants a gold? My trophy is the greatest trophy, which is the participation trophy. <laughs> she didn't even train, she just showed up and she got it. She got her participation trophy. She can say she's an Olympian. Uh, like Hungary is so, so, so there's a country now, a whole country that is proud of her for, for some reason. <laughs> like she's probably gonna be on the Wheaties box in Hungary as like, look, look at our Olympian, hero. Our, our hero who did not fall. And you know, if everybody want to hate on it, like, look, did you fall? Because I didn't. Yeah, there were so many people that were writing articles like this is the worst. You know, there was four thousand one hundred and thirty-eight. You know, great athletes and Elizabeth. Like, no, this girl is is my hero because yeah. she recognized it like a dream that like I, I would have if I thought possible, like yeah. if I thought I could be an Olympian, yeah. I would do anything I could Why to become not? that, but I'm not good enough in anything yeah. to become an Olympian or so I thought. So you thought next year I'm looking into, we all looking into the rule books skiing. this year. <laughs> <laughs> I look at all the rule books. Uh, yeah. so, but here's the question. Okay. Would you, if you would you do it though? Like if you were gonna, if you could qualify, now you'd have to do what Elizabeth did. You'd have mm-hmm. to basically barely make it down, kind of like yeah. you'd be in last place, the worst person there. Would you choose a sport to do that and make basically a fool of yourself? So I would, if I choose a sport, it would definitely not be in the Winter Olympics. Let me start there. <laughs> I'm not signing up to go to negative five degree weather anywhere. Or uh, a couple hundred miles from nuclear weapons. Yeah, are, also that. <laughs> also very close to nuclear weapons. Um, no, but maybe, like, I'm trying to think, would I do it for, like, uh, like, if, if there was, like, a basketball team somewhere that just needed someone <laughs> to, like, we need, whoever can make 10 free throws <laughs> You're can in. join. Yeah, and you get to get slaughtered by, like, the American team. I'm like, yeah, I can join, you know, the Cape Verde or whatever. You know, you know whoever whoever doesn't have a basketball team, like, yeah, I would do something like that. If there was a weird loophole to make that happen. But I feel like all the fun sports, though, there are no loopholes for those. Here's what I would need promised in order for me to do this. That? I would need, like, the dope jumpers that, like, all the athletes have. Like, I feel like she didn't oh. get, like, a cool wind, like, windsuit or, like, yeah. warm-up gear. Like, she got, like... You know the the Nike warm up that the she regular, brought that yeah. from home, <laughs> she got it that clearance. kind of thing. So I would need a dope like warm up, yeah. And I would need to be able to like carry the flag like during the like opening ceremonies. So oh you yeah, give me those two things. Yeah, make it work. Yeah, I'll do anything. Yeah. Like I'll jump in a bobsled and just ride down like joyfully, <laughs> just, just wa- wa- waving. Yeah, it, like the brake pulled the whole time. Just <laughs> like I'm not trying to die doing this. I love how like how committed she was to it. Like she, because she, she's she's had to ski somewhere before, right? For sure. Like and she had she, some. She had at least like a novice ability. Yeah. So like maybe could do like a move, maybe right? Right. And she was so good. She was like, "No, I'm gonna, I'm literally gonna let gravity take its its course. I'm gonna go up and then down and then up. Like, like never once. Like if it was me and I knew the world was looking at me kind of crazy and I was doing a little bit much. I don't know. I might do like a little cool leg kick. You know what I mean? Like something <laughs> to be like, I got y'all. She was like, "Nope, I'm gonna be as stiff as I can be. Uh, I don't. It's almost like she didn't want anybody to see her in that moment. Like that's how stiff she was going down there. But kudos to her for like just making it happen." 
for hey. reading a rule book. No one reads the rule book on anything. And she, yeah, how she stumbled upon this loophole amazes me. And you know, her husband, like her husband, was like at the top of the hill with her and like oh, gave yeah. her the high five when she started. Like, you yeah. know, he was just like, look at us. We got a free trip out of this. Yeah, y'all. look at us. We out here doing it. So team hungry. Shout out to Elizabeth. That's Elizabeth. We all ascribe. Nate definitely ascribes. Oh yeah. Uh, Nate would have gave up the red, white, and blue for that hungry Hungarian flag for sure. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. This episode of Fourth and Ten is brought to you by Eastlet Coffee, a coffee roasting company serving specialty coffees that are unique yet familiar, complex and comforting, featuring diverse origins that are delicious and approachable. Use the code FOURTH, that's F-O-R-T-H, to get 40% off your first bag of coffee at eastlitcoffee.com. That code is FOURTH, F-O-R-T-H. Head over to Eastlit Coffee, guys. Grab that bag of coffee and uh, let them know we sent you. All right, Dave, what's next, sir? Next, we have, uh, man, this is one of my favorite stories. Uh, there was apparently there was a, uh, was a doping scandal in the Winter Olympics. Uh <laughs> And, uh, you know, dope. most times people dope, they're doping to get stronger, faster, because their sport requires them to be a tip-top shape, and they want that edge. You know what I mean? People dope in baseball to hit home runs further. They dope in football to tackle harder. You know what I mean? Uh, apparently, when Olympics, uh, doping is required in curling. Oh, man. Apparently, there's a Russian curler who was caught doping. Uh, which is already crazy because Russia is not even represented in the Olympics. Right. They are, they literally on the screen, it says the athletes from Russia. Right. Because Russia got, all of Russia was in a doping scandal and they were like, all right, well, we can't, I know some of y'all trained hard, so we'll let you guys who passed, we're going to let you compete, compete under a neutral flag. Under a neutral flag. And this idiot <laughs> says, you know what? I got to have that dope, baby. I can't. I can't not win at this curling. I need that extra push and like in my right leg when I push off to sweep a little bit harder and throw the rock a little bit. Who like if there was ever a time to just lose gracefully, it's after you'd already your whole country had been banned for doping. And then you're giving the opportunity to compete. And you're like, no, nah, now that now that not looking like they've, they've probably never been looking looked at more thoroughly than after their whole country almost got banned for it. And you're gonna try to dope in curling, guys. This is how you know you're addicted to something. Come on, if you literally cannot not take dope yeah. or take uh, steroids, yeah, for an amount of time that is literally like three weeks. In three weeks, he could spend the next three years doping again. Yeah. And get his big... So here's my theory, though. Okay. Apparently, his wife looks exactly like Angelina Jolie. Okay. Have you, have you, have you read any of these articles? No. So apparently, he has a very attractive wife. All right. And I think that the dope or the, the steroids have, has nothing to do with actually sweeping ice at hmm. an incredible rate. But I think this dude knew that... His wife was about to be around a thousand huh. well endowed athletes. Yeah. And he's like, Look, I gotta look my best. I'm trying to get in the gym while I'm here and look a little bit better. I don't know, man. That would be more reason to you not to do dope. You heard what dope does to you. <laughs> <laughs> this dude did not think that through then. He out here just swole as you wanna be. And I hear just pushing the tic tac. Like that's not <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I'm just trying I'm just trying to think of one reasonable like thought that would lead someone to continue to put steroids in their body because again currently like i love curling i become like we gotta go s4th we're gonna go i've become an expert curling every four years 
But my goodness, sir, what are you doing? <laughs> like, how strong do you need to be to sweep? How strong? How big are those those what are they called? stones? How big are those stones? In his case, if you're doing that much dope, not that not big. The- <laughs> It's about the only thing that carries weight in his life. Yeah, that's a that's um. Then the thing, if it's just one, it's just one dude that did it, right? Yeah. So apparently. I'm like, it's sprawling is a team sport. So it's some dude was like, man, I'm just happy to be here, dude. Ain't you happy to be here? Yeah, just happy to be here. And we we're not like those other guys who was out here doping. No, no, we're not like those other guys. Next thing, next day, this is like, hey, uh, we got some dope in your pee. You can't dope. He's like, bruh. Why are you gonna let me hang in? Like I gotta sweep by myself. I gotta do all this stuff by myself. Well, and he won a bronze medal that now he lost. Oh, yeah. Like he literally was going home with hardware. Yep. And can is now is taken from him. Do they get? The, I wouldn't give it back if I'm. If, I mean, at that point, you're so far gone. Like I'm like you gonna have to catch me. I'm about to take this bronze medal back to Russia. <laughs> I'm, I'm not handing it back. You can come get me. Yeah, I'm in Moscow. Like yeah, at this point, you know we all crooks. Like I'm not gonna be honest now. I've doped twice. <laughs> My whole country's doped. I doped at the Olympics. No, you're not getting this back. I came for this bronze, and I'm going to be treated like a hero back home and the thief that I am. This reminds me, though, of, like, the dude in the gym that's, like, clearly taking steroids. Yeah. That I'm just like, why, bro? Why? What? For what? Yeah. For what? So you can stare. Because there's there's a guy very specifically that I'm thinking of Uh that's at my gym who wears, like, he wears tights, like the compression compression pants, nothing else. That's not good. And, like, the spaghetti strap, like, tank top. Yeah. He wears it every day in the gym. It's the same thing. It's like, I call him Mr. Smelly because he's, like, the most, like, I can't work one bench away from him. Oh, it's, like, that bad? Oh, it's, it's that bad. And on top of all that. We Atlanta got like a snowstorm a couple months ago. Yeah, I'm going to the grocery store, part of like the like the mad dash to get milk and bread. Mm-hmm. And this dude walks into the grocery store in the same tights and spaghetti strap tank top in the snowpocalypse. Yes, and I'm just like, I don't believe in humanity anymore because you <laughs> are procreating in this world. Yeah. We're not headed in the right direction. I don't think he's procreating anything. <laughs> it's probably it's probably right, true, not. bro. Also, I think he thinks he's a superhero. If you're still in the tights and the tank top and it snows, oh, that's your outfit. That's your superhero outfit. You think you're a Superman without the cape. You have the tights. You have the weird thing. Like you, you think you're you're acting like you're a superhero. And those people, you just gotta let them do what they're gonna do by themselves. They can't be helped. Those, the, you let them alone. This is why we have a. <laughs> The Republicans are talking about mental health issues right now in a, mm-hmm. in a b- bad sense. We we have a mental health issue when yeah. people are literally in, buying illegal substances mm-hmm. on the black market, injecting themselves with it, yeah. with the, only the hope that they can do three more reps <laughs> on the bench press, bro. <laughs> you put it like that. Uh, like, you're not an athlete. Our priorities are trash. You're, you're not making any extra money. Yeah. You probably spent like your cereal money on drugs, like. And then when do you use those muscles? That's what I was always curious. When do you like, unless unless you're like a firefighter, or like. But then you can't even move like this dude. That's true. Like, I'm. I know for a fact I'm more athletic than this yeah. guy because I can still move my. I have flexibility in right. my body. This guy can't turn his head. He's all for without, pictures. Oh, bro. He's all for pictures. What it's, is it's for something? Yeah, I'm like, what is? I always thought about that. What is the functionality of those muscles? They got to have something that you do really like outside of the gym because the only thing you do well is in the gym. There's got to be like, I don't know, man. Maybe you're like an expert mover. Like, you, like, you know what I mean? Like instead of like that moving truck that's like two dudes in a in a truck, he's like, no, I'm just I'm just a dude in a in a car. 
But I don't need no truck Because look at these muscles Look what I can do Dude That's the only thing I can think of I Maybe We should Start injecting Nate With some Steroids Maybe Let's start putting him In his drinks When he comes yeah, over Yeah just like this guy Because that's what he claimed Oh yeah He claimed that somebody Slipped it in his drink Everybody has these Menacing friends That have a bunch of dope That just like You know Like <laughs> Who? Because you're only around your friends, most likely, right? Yeah. During the Olymp- like your friends are like people you're competing with, or like with like actually on the same team. So it's like you mean to tell me the sweeper or the curl, like the dude who's running with you, doped you, like who's who's got these level of opera? Who's doing Mission Impossible at the Olympics? You know, most people are doing Olympics. I found out swiping on Tinder. Yes. If people are swiping on Tinder, nobody worried about you and your curling gold, silver, or bronze. They're swiping on Tinder out there. Yo, Olympics are a wild place. I'm fighting. That's a very wild place. So nobody's out here got a mission to, to like get you caught up in doping. They ain't trying to find other things. Speaking of finding things, yeah, uh, the FBI found some things in Louisville. Whoops! Uh, apparently, it came out today that Louisville lost its national championship because it was using strippers to entertain their recruits mm. uh, from I think like early two thousands all the way till like two thousand fifteen or something like that. Yeah, about fifteen years worth of evidence that this was part of their recruiting uh you know plan for when athletes came to visit at this point in time does it matter that they just lost their national championship in 2013 like do you does it does it matter to anybody at the university that uh, the NCAA stripped them of their national title. I mean, I mean, maybe at the university level because we're talking about like they're probably gonna lose scholarships, they're probably gonna lose stuff like that. Maybe there, but like the players, no. <laughs> like I think it was uh, Kevin Ware. You saw that video, yeah, Kevin yeah. Ware. He was like, "Yeah, we might have lost, but this ring say I won." <laughs> you know what I mean? And like, yeah, you know, they're not turning the rings. They're not turning it. Maybe the the, the league, like maybe the school has turned in like a, a trophy or something. But no one, like even in the history books, like twenty years from now, when you're like, who won national championship in twenty whatever they won, it's gonna be an asterisk next to the name. But nobody's gonna be like. The, who, I don't even remember who they lost to, but no one's gonna agree that this team lost because the, all that stuff has nothing to do with that actual game, right? You know what I mean? Like maybe okay, if you want to say in recruiting, but once, once, once the ball is tossed in the air, as the what is it? The ball is tipped, as uh, as uh, Luther says at the beginning. Like once that happens, it's just people playing basketball, right? So nobody cares about strippers or anything thing at that point. It's just like five dudes, ten dudes at a time playing basketball to see who won. So like. I mean, if the NCAA really want to do something, they say, all right, y'all don't have a program. Right. I like, give them the death, death penalty. penalty. Yeah, you give them the death penalty. But, like, nobody, no no, no kids, like, sad. And I would, like, every time this story comes up, I want, like, to me, if I'm a recruit and I know this about Louisville, I may take a trip to Louisville. I may, like, go hang out in Louisville and, and see what's going on. I've heard the stories, but mm. I'm not committing to go to Louisville because they brought some strippers to the dorm rooms that I was staying in while I was on a, a recruitment trip there. Like, this isn't the thing that is convinces this 30, me. Is this 30-year-old Dan saying this or, like, 18-year-old Dan saying this? I think, <laughs> I think even 18-year-old Dan says, like, oh, as soon as this trip's over, I got to pay for this myself. Well, I mean, I feel like that's part of the thing. So, you, you ever seen He Got Game? Mm-hmm. So you remember the scene, right? When they get sure. yeah, like that's real. Oh, it, so it, it's like so. The, I guarantee they tell you like you come here, that's always gonna happen, you know. Hmm. So it's like you're gonna be like as again thirty year old thirty thirty now thirty one year old Dave was like yeah this is stupid eighteen year old Dave was like this is crazy <laughs> <laughs> what 
Yeah, you kind of let me lose your mind a little bit. That's true, I guess. Yeah. Well, and here's the other thing about the story that I think is is probably the the best part of the story is Rick Pitino. Rick, mm-hmm. Rick Pitino has a tattoo on yes. the back of his on his back on his back that said that's the Louisville L with 2013 on it. Yeah. Uh, he promises players that if they won the national championship that year, that he would get uh, a tattoo. And it's extensive too. It's like colored in. Yep. Like it's the real deal tattoo. So now he's fired. He's no longer the head coach of Louisville. Man. He got fired earlier this year for yep. other reasons. Associated with this. Yep. But now that national championship is no longer, you know, accredited to yeah. Louisville. Do you take off the tattoo or is it is it now water under the bridge that you're just like, ah, it's, it's there. You gotta I, I I just imagine instead of like uh, we're gonna need that tattoo. <laughs> There's like some somebody from we the need incident, the banner like, and we need we, the tattoo. We need the tattoo. Yeah, we're gonna need that tattoo uh, as soon as you possible. You have to uh, tape, uh, like clean over that. Um, yeah, no, I think he, you. Yeah, he's gonna have. I want. Yeah, he has. To, he can't leave that there. Like you know, he's getting older. You don't want to die with like a tattoo that means nothing. Like avoided championship tattoo on your back. You know, or you got grandkids running around. Granddad, what's that? I a championship, but I heard you didn't win a championship anymore. And it's like, well, some people say we the, didn't. The kids at school will, whoever his grand granddaughters, grandsons are, yeah. they will tell him what that tattoo means. It doesn't mean national championship anymore. Mm-hmm. It means strippers. It means strippers. This means or losers. The L stands for losers because they are now considered losers. Yeah, I think that was a silly thing for his, at his age to promise that to a bunch of 18, 19, 20 year old kids that you're going to get a tattoo. You can be like all the other coaches who were like, I'll do a weird dance with you guys. He took it to a new level. Maybe that was like his recruiting tool. Like, look how committed I am to my players. I got tatted on my back. And then now they're like, yeah, all right, that's too much. I feel like Rick Pitino is like straight out of the Godfather. Like every time I see that dude, I'm like, y- you are in the He's mafia. affiliated, right? He yeah. seems like he looks affiliated. You're a wise guy. Like, <laughs> like you, you absolutely yeah. have killed people in your lifetime. Or had I don't know if he's I don't know if he's done the killing. I don't know if he's like the guy, but I feel like he might have had the killed. You know yes. what I mean? Like he's he's too he's too high up. He's not getting his hands dirty, but he's gonna. I don't know. I, yeah, anytime I see somebody with that haircut a certain way, I'm like, all right, all right. What do you you know? And the way he, he, I feel like he handled he handled his banishment too gracefully. Oh yeah, he was like, oh, th- there's way more for him to just bow out like that. He's yeah. like, oh, if you know that, yeah, it's only a matter of time before you know X, more. Y, and Z. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just gonna step away now and, and pray and hope that the rest of this doesn't come out. Yeah, he knows. This is Jimmy Hoffa. He knows he's buried. <laughs> That's how affiliated he is. Yo, <laughs> Danica Patrick. That's what we're talking about. Danica Patrick raced her last. Her final race is that what it is? Her very final Daytona Five Hundred was her last race. Her last race. I think she finished like twenty third or something like that. She did not finish close to the top (laughs) as she kind of normally does. And uh, with this finish, she is now done with the uh, with race. Which I feel like I feel like she's real young to be done. I feel like every time I think of race, I think of like really old white dudes with big caterpillar mustaches. And like I can't see she she'll never get a caterpillar mustache, so it's hard to date her. Uh, you know what I mean But like uh, Yo she's done And uh, apparently it was How much money Well I know that she 
I know she's old because I was like 16 when she was doing those GoDaddy ads. GoDaddy ads. That I used to like, it was like, click click on, go to the website to see yeah. what happens next. And yeah. I was stupid all, enough to clicked. be like. We all click, man. You're not by yourself. We all click. We <laughs> I want to know. know. We want to know what's I going wanna on. I want to know what happens next. It's crazy that they marketed it to like, but, but like it's like 16 year old kids. It's like. What do I do with a website? I just look. I'm just looking for the rest of the website. I'm just looking for the rest of the commercial. I don't want the movie. I, I ain't trying video. to buy no. Ad. Like I'm not trying to buy a website right now. Show me the rest of this. Yep. Yeah. It's yes. on the internet. I know it's on the internet. Like everybody's like looking. For that. There's no rules on the internet. Yeah. But so Danica Patrick, yeah. So she's done. She never won a race. Did not win in her entire career, which apparently spans back to my 16th year in mm. in this world. Wow. And. But here's the catch: is she is worth sixty million dollars, having never won a race in the NASCAR Sprint Cup Series. Mm-mm-mm. NASCAR, good work if you can get it. <laughs> so here's the question: Is it okay that someone who is clearly mediocre as a driver mm-hmm. is probably better off than ninety five percent of the drivers in NASCAR? Um. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's okay because that is the America we live in. Like okay. America set that up for where, because if the thing is, you only race racing used to be about who won, and then they started putting stickers on cars. <laughs> so no matter, it no longer matters who won. It's who has the biggest, brightest, best stickers. The, who has the Bass Pro sticker? Who on has there? the Bass Pro sticker? Who has the Pepsi sticker? Who has all these stickers? Right. So it's about, now that it's become about the sticker. If she can get more people to put their sticker on her car, she wins. Now, some people, sure, they do it for the love of the game, and they want to come in. If you're not, they think if you're not first, you're last. A la Ricky Bobby, she was just like, nah, fifteenth's okay too if you get the checks right. And so, like, am I mad at her? I'm not mad. Uh, what I want, what I tell my kids to aspire to be fifteenth, no. <laughs> uh, I want my kids to be winning. So, does this go? And I know I'm going to get so many tweets about this, but I'm just going to say it anyway. Uh-oh. Uh, I'm going to be on vacation for the next week, so there's a good chance I won't see your angry tweet. <laughs> Damn, about to let it go. <laughs> Does this prove of any sport where, like, everything is made to be as fair as possible? Everyone has the same engines. Everyone's running the same tires. Everyone's putting the same fuel in their car. Does this prove that women cannot hang in a male-dominated sport? Um, I'm no, it can't prove it <laughs> because we don't have a large enough sample size. True. It can't necessarily prove it. Now, what it does say is, I think the thing that it does prove is that, uh, men, and this is something where I knew men will watch women do anything. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it proves. Men will watch women. We will just, we will watch it. We watch, even if it's not what we want to see them do. No one wanted to see. No, that's true. People wanted to see her race. No one really cared no if she cared. won. And that's the troubling part. No one cared if she won. And, you know, I felt like, I, I mean, let me take that back. Someone had to care. Clearly, there was probably millions of little girls who were like, who, who, who cared. And to that, I'll say, Danica dro- opened the door For so sure. that someone later could drop. So it's like that. It's like those t-shirts that you see where it's like, uh, Martin March so Obama could fly or whatever. Yikes. Okay, it's, <laughs> it's like I don't know. I didn't see this going there, but no, okay. It's like Danica drove so someone could drive faster. 
Maybe I don't know. Maybe that's the but that's the good that came out of like maybe we'll get a woman that's like can we? And it's not, the thing is, it's not she was a terrible driver. She had some like top ten finishes, which I mean apparently that's like a good thing. I don't know NASCAR, so apparently like winning is obviously the best. But if you're a guy who's like you know what I'm always coming in third, fifth, seventh, tenth, no one's gonna be like you suck. They're gonna be like you know you. You, did, you didn't have it. <laughs> you just you, quite weren't. You just you weren't, you weren't quite good enough. Yeah. And like, it, we, oh, we met, like at the end of the day, she could take that criticism to the bank and and then withdraw sixty million dollars and be like, I hear your criticism and I raise you sixty million dollars. So I don't know. No, I think you're right. Uh, this frustrates me because. I know I have a few friends that like tried to climb the NASCAR circuit and do those and like and drive professionally yeah. and they both washed out and it's a very expensive sport and so on and so forth. So it, it is hard when I see someone who probably made it on <coughs> to your point, uh, made it for other reasons other yeah. than being a good driver. Like she took the seat of a dri- of somebody who really potentially could have been a great driver, but to your point as well, it's a marketing game. Yeah. And it's also selling ad sponsorships. Right. And let's be honest, we sell more ad sponsorships when Nate's a part of this podcast. This is true. <laughs> than we're not. This is so true. We are about putting people in the right places when Listen, we can. Uh, there are all types of ways to win. That's <laughs> what we're finding out. You don't always have to finish the finish line first. Sometimes you just have bigger checks than all the boys. That's right. That's a way to win, too. Shout out to America. <laughs> Showing us so many ways to win. Even when it's not the thing that you're trying to do. Well, uh, Danica, you can come through because apparently uh, you are not doing much of anything. Just making out with Aaron Rodgers. Real quick, before we move on, how do you feel about the first African-American NASCAR driver in 50 years? Oh, man. I feel like... something. His name is Bubba something. (laughs) We don't have to know his name. The fact that his name is Bubba lets me know that he is... I'm not going to say he's in the sunken place, but he's visited. (laughs) if you're a black dude walk around in 2017, 2018 named Bubba, uh, you know the you know the address to the sunken place at least. Um, I, he I th- drives Richard Petty's car, which is which is big. That dude's the BC powder dude. That's important. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, nah, I mean I think he's he's got a tough road ahead of him, especially now. Like people are gonna want to make him be political. Yep. And and I don't know if that's his agenda or what it is, um, but he's. Yo, he's he's got to know, like, what he's into. I I like, think he's seizing an opportunity because if you think about Dale Earnhardt Jr.'s gone, mm-hmm. Danica Patrick's gone, mm-hmm. so there is this giant void of like That's there's some other names out there that like you could say and you could probably know like are probably yeah. like household names to some extent, but there's not that young person nope. that like people are rooting for yeah nascar needs a hero yeah nascar needs a hero which is but for him i, I again i don't know i have to research his background and circumstances but like yeah he's gonna get politicized do you, do you see but do you see nascar fans embracing a black driver as long as he as long as long they will and this is unfortunate i'm gonna say this they will as long as he shuts up and drives yeah if he doesn't if he does what laurie ingram says if he shuts up and drives or shut up and dribble they'll love him yeah i, I saw something today other uh, guy I know, uh, he during, talked discussing the NASCAR. Like I know I'm known from for I don't know him like you know like you know Facebook people pop on thing, and he was just like uh, I bet nobody's kneeling at the Daytona 500, and I was just like that is the most coded language <laughs> I've ever heard. But he's right. 
So now that I know there's a, a black Bubba out there, somebody's going to be like, Black Bubba, what do you think about uh, police brutality? And Black Bubba, uh, if he wants to keep his money in NASCAR, he's going to put that helmet on. And he's like, if you're not first, you're last. He's going to be like, he's going to have to avoid all those conversations that people are going to continue to throw at him. Uh, you know, do I, 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 I honestly, I don't even want him to make a stand there. That's that's like asking Jackie Robinson to do like that's in like that's that's like the impossible. You need more people. <laughs> right, you right. You need way more people. You need like, four other black drivers yeah. waiting to like Yeah. But let's be honest. Black black drivers will be better than white drivers. I don't is that true? Like I think I feel like that's the one equalizer. If it if it is an athletic sport, which I, to some extent I think it is, like I wouldn't know. The endurance, like the mental capacity yeah. for like competition and focus and I don't know. It may be. I don't it's know. I feel like proving NASCAR itself everywhere, is the, everywhere else. We'll see. Like if he's like winning, like like if he's like breaking numbers, then like I, then you know he'll do. He'll prove to me. Maybe it is athletic sport. Because if he starts just winning races that no one expected him to win, and he's like winning by like break, breaking records, doing, I'm like maybe it's an athletic sport after all. Like that's the only way I'm gonna consider. I mean, it Tiger Woods already proved that like golf is definitely an athletic sport. <laughs> You're right. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. All right, so. Because Nate's not here, mm. I must now take up a mantle of Dan Hates. Dan Hates. And because Nate's on here, I'm going to talk about him. <laughs> <laughs> Something that I hate so much, and that we literally, Nate talks about it every single week, is West Virginia sports. <laughs> I hate West Virginia anything. And it's not because I want, like, there's something wrong with the state other than its racist history. There's nothing like there's wrong with, like, the players that go play for those universities there or the teams there. What's wrong with it is this idea that, like, the world is out to get them. Mm. And I hate when Nate, every single week, is, I got to watch his tweets of, like, the rest were coming to get us. (laughs) and, And the only reason that, like... The Jets, which apparently that's the West Virginia team, like, <laughs> because I, mean, I guess Nate is the embodiment of West Virginia, yeah. uh, like, is because, you know, they didn't, they wanted to see the Patriots win. And I'm so tired of the conspiracy theory because the thing in the athletic sports is, is that you have to make the shot. Like, conspiracy works in a lot of, like, places in this world, politics being one of them, where it doesn't work is in sports where someone has to make a difficult shot in order to win the game. Mm -hmm. And so it takes this idea of like fixing games out of the question. Now, shaving points and those things, but I am so tired and exhausted with Nate's tweets and fanship of teams that suck and then him blaming not the team for sucking or running a press defense in this case yeah. that fouls often mm-hmm. and reaches often. And instead of being like, Hey, maybe we shouldn't run this press defense the whole time. W- instead of blaming that, that he wants to blame the refs for losing. And I hate it. And I want Nate to never tweet again during games. <laughs> I want him to have a reality check and have like, go see a psychologist and come to terms with the fact that he picks losers and there might be something to that. I'm a hundred percent with this. Like my my biggest gripe, even like the other week we were talking about, he was upset with the fact that like ESPN only covered Trey Young. Like, Dude. and like I was like, just give give ESPN a reason to care about West Virginia basketball. Yes. Like, 
sure, they win. No one, again, no one cares about the like. What's the story? They're not even first or second in the Big Twelve. There's no one exciting on the team that you're like, oh, I want to see this guy continue his basketball career in the pros. There's just like, are they? Could they win that championship? Sure, maybe. Like that. That's the beauty of basketball. You go on a run, you make some plays, but like. No one outside of that state, which is the only state with a West in it. We can't even, like, they're already. That's they're not already, even West. They're, they're not, not even, even West. They're not even West. <laughs> um, but no one outside cares unless you give them a reason to care. And the whole idea of, like, oh, these refs do. Again, like you said, they play a particular brand of basketball that lends itself to fouls. Yes. So you're going to foul people a lot when you press all the time. And watching West Virginia play basketball is like watching Georgia Tech play football. Oh, yes. They just they win off of like running a unique style and catch people off guard. Mm-hmm. But if you learn to play around it and you learn to break their press in this instance or in Georgia Tech's case, learn to defend the option, mm-hmm. like you crush them. Yeah. Every time. And they cannot close down games because they're in foul trouble. Therefore, they can't press. Therefore, their system does not work. Just, yeah. it, it makes sense. It makes logical sense. But apparently, Nate needs to blow up my timeline <laughs> on the t- two to three times a week. And the only time I do take pleasure in it is when Kansas is whooping that ass. They do that often. And it's fun <laughs> in, that, in that one instance. Yeah. But... Nate, I love you. We like you, Nate. Just stop tweeting it so much. Bro. You're such a passionate tweeter about your the West Virginia sports. Specific, specifically West Virginia basketball right now. And it's like, you got like why do you you know they're gonna let you know they're gonna let you down. Why do you do this to yourself? With such passion and then blame he like he believes the conspiracy. He does. He believes He's it. Genuine, like him and his dad sit around. I don't think his dad. I'm gonna put it on his dad. You don't think so? No, no I met. I met he, his dad. His dad. Did. I don't know where he got this from. I don't <laughs> think his family. I'm not putting that, anything that we're like. This is Nate. I don't think it has anything to do with his family. His family are good people. That's why it's so baffling. I'm like, these are such good people. How did this happen? He wasn't always like this. I feel like he didn't got out here in the world and became a different person. This isn't this isn't who they raised. And and Nate thinks like the world's out to get him. He bro. does. Like, I have something like you moved out of your house. You had two other people say, Hey, why don't you come stay with us while you get like your comedy career going? Yeah. Now he is. He's like two or three breaks away from like yeah. being doing great doing for great. himself. Dude, you had Everyone, yeah, do you a favor? Yeah, nothing but favors have happened to you for the last two years. Yeah, and you are mad at the world. You're mad at the world because your team stinks. Pick a better team. Pick a bigger. Yeah, think about how much. Sometimes I I like to do this. Often. I like to think about if what if Nate was a, a Patriots fan? It'd be what type for of him. what type of Nate would we get? Like what if he was like I like I want to buy Nate a Brady jersey and just like just try it on. <laughs> Just, just trying to, and then like show him clips of like the Super Bowl and they win. It's like, how does that make you just try, just just stay? Like he likes fictional winners. Like he likes uh, what's the Marvel comic? Uh, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh yeah, loves Chris Pratt. Loves Chris Pratt. Yeah, too much actually. It's, and it's, it's kind of weird. Th- that's his like sole winner in this world. But yeah. like, yeah, man. Yeah, I'm tired. I'm tired of the tweets. It's it's a bit much. It's a bit much. This is this is an intervention without him. Like when he comes back, oh, like, he'll listen. I know. I'm just saying when he comes back, we're just gonna act like this didn't happen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And just what like, you heard it though. So like, you know, work on that. 
It's going to be great. Let's have a digital intervention. If you're listening yes, to this right now. Yes, a digital intervention. This is great. This is what you need to do. You need to tweet at Nate and just tell him you love him. Don't tell him why. Yeah. Don't tell him that he's like, don't tell him that we told you to do this. Just right. say, Nate, you are great. You're great, Nate. Hashtag. Hashtag, you're great, Nate. You're great, Nate. <laughs> yeah. And tell, just tell him nice things. Yeah. And let's see if a week's worth of nice things. Yes. Hashtag Nate, you're great. Hashtag Nate, you're great. Can get Nate to come in here. And just, you know. And admit that things are The world are is the okay. Way. Yeah. And that West Virginia is probably not that good at basketball. Yeah. And like, they're no one's against them. They just aren't as good as other teams most times. And that's not his best identity function. Yeah. You're so much, you're so many other things. You have, you have so many things going for you. Also, you only live in West Virginia for like a year or two years. Like, it's not like you're from from there. Exactly. Like, just, you know, yeah. He gravitates towards that he loser does. mentality. He does. And it's, it's, it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't wear him, it doesn't wear well on him. Hashtag Nate, you're great. Hashtag Nate, you are great. All right. Uh, next topic. We're back at it again. Um, and when I say back at it, it's a story we've talked about. Um, but apparently it is, it, it maybe it's more legs this time. Uh, we're talking about the the one and only the great uh, Tim Tebow. Come on, come on. Nate's uh, not here, so we can talk about. We this. can talk about him. Uh, apparently, I think it was the Mess GM. Yep. Was it the Mess GM said yep. he has a chance? Said that like he believes that Tebow will play in the major. Will play in the major leagues, and I'm all for that. I'm all for that. Uh, I don't get people who don't want this to happen because I'm like, why? When did you become anti dreams? When did everybody become anti dreams? Uh, is it because is it maybe it's ESPN's fault because of how they cover it? But you can't be mad at the dude who decided to to throw away everything that he'd worked his whole life towards, and then say, you know what, I'm gonna try this new dream that I've always I've had for a while, and I'm gonna bust my tail to try to make it happen. Uh, I, I mean, I, I hope I hope he gets it. I've, I've been saying this. I'm a, I'm pro Tebow. I'm pro Tebow. Let me be very clear. I'm pro T baseball Tebow. Hated football Tebow. <laughs> Football Tebow is trash. I hate it. Football Tebow, baseball Tebow. I hope. I hope he hits thirty home runs in the minors this year and then makes it to the majors. Like I, I am pro baseball Tebow. I don't understand how people are against Tebow really in any function. To be honest with you, okay. Like I had the chance to meet this guy. Okay, he is literally the nicest person I've ever met. Yeah, like humble dude. Like. We got like we were traveled together. Like he he didn't go sit in like the first class like yeah. waiting room. Like he was out with everybody. Yeah, there was some people with Broncos jerseys. He like went up and like shook their hands and took pictures. He went up to them. Yeah, and it's just like who like why do we root against this guy? Because we're all cynics. We're all kind of cynics. We're like, what are you hiding? What what is your thing? Like you can't be because no one no one wants to believe that someone is as nice as we all know that he is he is because because it makes us look bad. You know what I mean? Does, he, he makes, makes us a, look he, bad. He, he makes the world look bad. He makes the world look bad. You know, like do we really want do we really want everybody to be a Tebow? Everybody was no, a Tebow. But, we, but one Tebow in the world, I think, is a good, it's a good thing. thing. And we we don't we don't do him service. We don't do him a good job. And he outworks people. Like so, what he does outwork. Like, that's people. why teammates don't like him. Like he shows up yeah. early. He leaves late. Like I again, I think he's gonna make it based off of the fact that dude just knows how to win. The dude knows he figures how it out to like find the loophole in the Olympics yeah. and show up. What's the saying? Never underestimate a heart of a champion, dude. That dude has the heart of a champion. He and he wants. To be a base and people are like, well, you can't go from football to baseball. Bullshit. Michael Jordan or not Michael Jordan. That's a bad uh, example. Bad, bad example. <laughs> um, Brian Jordan. If, yeah, Brian, Brian Jordan, Jordan from the Braves yep. played football and then switched over or er, and switched yeah. over to baseball. Yep. 
Uh, we got Deion Sanders. Yep. We got uh, John Elway got drafted in the pro. John Elway was mm-hmm. good. There's, there's, no, I mean, I think I've always said if you grew up playing it or like, or even if you honestly like if you grew up playing and you you have certain mechanics, um, that weren't terribly flawed coming up, and you you're an athletic and you work your tail off, you can be serviceable. Will he ever be the greatest baseball player of all no. time? No. But with his size, and we saw like if he connects. Like he has strength to where he can put the ball and like baseball now it's like trending in a way that a player like Tebow could do very well because baseball they don't care about strikeouts anymore. They're like, can you hit the ball over the fence? Can you learn to take a walk? That's it. We don't care about any of the strikeouts. You do all that if you want. Can you hit it? Can you put it in in, uh, in the fences? Um, beyond the fences. So I think a lot of things are like are like forming together for him to get a real shot. You know, like if all he has to do, in my opinion, is work on. Um, like plate discipline. Yep. Like and recognizing pitches, and then just yo, like almost pull up, like swing when you can hit it. He needs to he needs to bat two hundred. He got to do a little better than that. No, I think he makes major leagues if he bats two hundred. Mm. He's got to slug like 300, 400. at least four hundred. So, yeah. yeah. And but I think they are willing to take put him batting ninth, batting tenth, mm-hmm. back of the order. Sell a million jerseys. Mm. The second, do you know the number they gave him in preseason? Like anybody else, because the highest he ever made was like single A, I think. High A. Yeah, high A, yeah. Everyone, all the rest of his team that's in camp right now has numbers like 97, 76. Yeah, yeah, those, those numbers you know that go that, back. That never, they'll, they'll never make it. He's wearing 15. Ooh, they about to put him up. <laughs> I didn't know he was wearing you, number 15. He's wearing 15 in spring ah. training. And here's the other thing that I found out. That if say he bats two like two twenty, mm-hmm. uh, and kind of and falls in line with you know fifteen seventeen home runs, yeah, and kind of that that ninth batting position, in for football he made ten million dollars. His contract was ten million dollars over five years. His contract will be ten million dollars per year Ooh. if he bats those stats. Yeah, faith ain't fair. That is a blessing. <laughs> hey, I'm about to run around this room. <laughs> So all I'm saying is this dude not only I think is gonna make the major league. Some people are just gonna get paid more than he did while he played football. Wow! And the books and all of the other things that'll come along with it because everyone's been against him. And what people like Nate don't realize is the fact that you've been against him. If everyone had rooted for him, like, oh yeah, he should, he'll he'll make it, Mm -hmm. and then. He did. It wouldn't have been a big deal. But now everyone's like, "Oh, it's the you hate can't. that drives everything you else." Can't. Yeah. And now it's this story, man. And so Nate, you made the Tim Tebow story happen. You made it happen. You made it happen. All your hate has come back to bite you. And now Tim Tebow is going to be in the major leagues, and he's going to play. The thing is going to be so ironic. He's going to play for the Mets, which is Nate, big Brace fan. It's like though <laughs> even it doubles on like the ridiculousness for Nate. Uh, yeah, that's the only Met I'll ever root for. Oh, I hate sure. the Mets, but I want I want to I I don't know if I go so as far as to buy a 15 Mets jersey, but uh, if somebody gave it to me, I'd probably rock it. Oh, me too. I'd probably rock it just to be like, yo, man, this dude's my hero. Like this dude came and made a way when there was no way. Like he's corny as hell. So corny. He owns it. Yeah. And like he's just like happy about life, and like he grinds every single day mm-hmm. to become this baseball player, then flies to wherever. You know the SEC game day is. Yeah, 
gets gets that check so he can live yep. and then goes back and plays baseball again. Yeah. This dude doesn't need to play baseball. No. He he could get checks the rest of his life doing appearances and talk shows mm-hmm. and be done. Host his own radio show, have a, have a podcast. Yep. Like that dude wanted to do anything and it would be bananas. And make it happen. Yet he is hanging out at high A mm-hmm. with a bunch of 20, 18 year olds yeah. who like. And working hard. That's the thing. You can say what you want about it. You can never say he doesn't work and hard. He's probably having a Bible study with them at like probably 5 a.m. at Waffle House. Probably is. So, and he's probably bringing Chick fil A for the team. He, How you going to hate that? How you gonna? I, hate feel, that? I feel like this episode we've like talked to Nate, even though he's not in the room. Like Damon, we're like, oh, we like, yeah. Damon, we're like, okay, you're you're not here, yeah, but Damon's not. you're okay. <laughs> it's like Nate, if you your were, spirits here, yeah. and we have to talk. It's to It's almost you. like we tied him up in a chair next to us and tied his mouth. He's like, just take this. You're son. Just take. <laughs> we this. have the opportunity of you not talking back, so we're gonna take that yeah, opportunity. That's exactly what it is, man. Oh man, all right, we gotta. Oh, we're doing it again. Yeah, we're doing it again. We're doing it again. Ladies your and, turn, ladies channel. and gentlemen. Um, it's not your grandma's favorite topic. <laughs> we're just doubling up on one topic, uh, and this is now Dave hates. Come on, Dave hates. Now, what am I gonna hate on? You know, I, I've I've had a pretty good weekend. I don't know what to hate on per se because the Black Panther was amazing. Uh, I think I had a good show this weekend. I don't know. I don't know really what to hate on, but I, I will. I will find. We'll find one thing to hate on. Okay, what is that? I'm going to find one thing to hate on. Um, <laughs> I'm going to hate on, and this this sucks, I'm going to hate on people who don't understand the moment. Okay. And what I mean is, this is a very particular person. So, I'm, let me give you a backstory. Saw Black Panther on Thursday, right? Got it. It was amazing. Actually, Adon was there. Uh, it was a sold-out movie theater. It was dope. People came dressed in all type of like, uh, you know, East and West African garb. It was dope, right? Few fair, few terrific African. Like it was dope. People had the Black Panther on. There was a dude sitting to my left in the middle of the thing who made an announcement at the end of previews. He was like, "Hey, we ain't gonna have none of that talking during the movie tonight." Like he was like, he had that moment, and everybody was like, "Yeah, we shutting all that down. We're not gonna play around, right?" That was the first time I watched the movie. It was an amazing experience. The second time I watched the movie. And I was down at AMC South Lake 24, and I sat, it was me, my sister to my left, my brother right here, and it was a dude right next to me, and then probably like, uh, maybe like a minute before the movie came, somebody's auntie showed up at the movie theaters, and I was just like, I feel, I feel it in my spirit, she gonna be a problem. Right when the movie is starting, her phone goes off. <laughs> her phone goes off. And I hear, oh Lord, oh Lord Jesus, my bad, my bad, y'all, my bad. And like being her, my bad, are getting louder. My bad, my bad, my bad. I'm like, lady, the moment, like this is a moment, like this is the, so this is Friday. This is when everybody is paying attention to the movie. Like Thursday was an event. Friday is when more people are coming. This lady, her phone goes off. She talks to the screen. Like I get it. Certain things you talk sometimes, but her talks was like, I get if everybody's talking. Like there's certain moments where everybody might talk, where you laugh a certain way and you repeat what there was just, you just laughed at. Her was like, "Oh, you know, I don't like scary stuff." Like it was stuff like that was very personal to her and her experience. And I'm like, I want to be like Auntie, somebody. If you don't shut up <laughs> during this movie, I want to fight you. So and I don't, I'm, I'm not a fight person, but I was just like, "Do you understand what's happening right now? This is a movement. This is a cultural experience, and I'm you're ruining it." Here at two o'clock in the afternoon because your phone went off because you spilled your popcorn and you apologizing to people because like like everything that could go wrong 
went wrong with her. And I was just like, you gotta, I wanna be like, you gotta leave. <laughs> you can't you be gotta, here. You can't be here. I'm, listen, I've, I've been in movies where people yell at the screen and all that. Something about this, it was like you were, I felt like she was a plant. She was a plant by the man to make people <laughs> not enjoy, not enjoy the movie. And I was like, that, that's, that's how bad she was. So I'm just like, I'm hating on people who don't recognize the moment. And it's more than movies. It's more than movies. It's just like, it's just like dudes, it's even like dudes who say the wrong thing to women at the, at the wrong time. It's just like, like, like you, you, maybe you're trying to talk to her and it's, it's going well and then you say something stupid. It's like, bruh, recognize the moment. Yes. Like be, you know, it's just, so I'm hating on lack of self-awareness. I guess what I'm laying on, lack of self-awareness. People that walk around life thinking that ain't nobody paying attention to them. And most people are not, but like you do things in a way that bring attention to yourself and ruin other people's experiences. Get out of here, somebody's auntie. Yes. Get out of here, loud dude at the bar who don't know what I talk to women or the dudes who come in and talk to somebody that you talking to and they mess up everything and mess up the, like, it's too much of that going on. There's more people that don't understand the moment. What's who you got? When I, like when I'm watching a football game yeah. and it's not going well, and someone walks up to me and is like, "What's the what's, what's, what's the, the pro- oh. what's the problem? It's just a game." Yeah. Oh, oh, please get out of my right face! Right now, I'm in a moment. Yeah. That I need you to leave. You got to get out that moment. Look, That's very true. Give me ten minutes after the game. I'll be straight. Yeah. I'll deal with it. I'll move on. Right. But right now, in this moment, yeah. I want to fight you. Yeah. Don't be mad because you don't have emotions. Don't get right. mad at me because you don't have emotions. Yes. You're a cold person. You can't give yourself to a team or anything like that. Like I'm having this moment. That's on you. Yeah, so people need to recognize like the the vibe in the room, and if you can't understand yeah. the vibe in the vibe room, in the room, this is true. Just like you need to remove yourself. Yes, it was. Uh, again, first experience watching my journey to Wakanda was amazing. The second journey to Wakanda, I felt like I felt like Harriet Tubman. You know, the stories of Harriet Tubman when she's leading people to freedom, but some people moving too slow and they messing up. She's like, "I'll kill you. <laughs> you ain't gonna mess this up for me." That's how I felt. I felt like, "Lady, I'm not gonna kill." Her. I said, "Lady." I'm we gonna we gonna call security on you. We gonna pause. Like there was a moment where I was like, "Where the pause button?" I wanted to pause the movie and just be like, "Hey, hey, 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 shut up! <laughs> you got to take your popcorn. You wait outside for the next movie or something, or you go sit in the front away from everybody else. But you can't be next to me doing that nonsense." So the, out of curiosity, the first guy, <laughs> which I love this guy, it was the he was the best. Like he was just like, "We ain't gonna do this yo, talking stuff." Yo, he was eating his popcorn. He was sitting like two seats after. He was eating his popcorn, and somebody did something a little bit like right, like the previous had just ended, and he was very. He said, "Hey, we ain't gonna have none of this talking through the movie tonight. We ain't gonna do it. <laughs> Shut it down." And everybody kind of was like. All right, dad. Like he became the dad of the movie theater, and he was just like, I was like, yeah. He was like, he's like, I ain't playing. I ain't playing. I waited too long for this movie, and I was like, yo, you got to come to every dope movie. You just set it, set it up perfectly. That dude recognized the moment. He's like, none of you people will ruin this for all of us. We yeah. all want to see this. He yeah. recognized the moment. Yeah. That I auntie, lo- she did not. I love that so much. He was the man. He was the man. I love that so so much. He was a tour guide in our journey to Wakanda. Well, um, we always need that guy. Gotta have that guy. Do that, bro. Okay, so last topic, we're talking Tiger Woods. The GOAT, uh, in my opinion, whose uh, career was seemingly cut short, but now there seems to be hope. He's back. He's played two tournaments. 
Uh, in the first tournament, he played well. He made the cut. He just had one kind of bad day, which kind of put him out of the running. Uh, and then and last weekend's tournament, uh, which is kind of like the first real big tournament, the Genesis Open, uh, it's actually his tur- his charity is like the big sponsor of the tournament mm. as well. Uh, and he didn't make the cut. But people are now saying like Tiger's swinging, like he's never he hasn't swung in you know six seven years. Like there is a chance that he could win. And Padraig Harrington, like one of his friends and uh, like uh, another pro golfer, mm-hmm. came out today and said, "I fully believe that Tiger Woods will win another major." Mm. I don't know. I it just did something to me when I like it, read the quote that I was it, just like, "Get you hope again." Oh my gosh! Now, do well, you think? Do you think he can? I would weep. Like I would, I would lose it. Yeah. If Tiger Woods, like, cause he was my, like, he was my idol yeah. growing up. Like, and the thing that kills me watching Tiger Woods play golf now is that like, he's human mm-hmm. and like, but I remember like a stretch of like six, seven years where that dude, like he never thought he was going to miss. Mm-hmm. Like every single shot was no fear stepping up to the ball and just like drilling the ball. Yeah. And for me, who, like, play golf and understands how difficult it is, like, to step up with that mindset, never fearing what could go wrong. Because in golf, like, basically, you're always, like, a millimeter away from doing something terrible. Yeah, the margin error is very, very small. It's so small. You have to – the repeatable, like, action of hitting a golf ball is so precise. And for someone to be so confident and do it at such a consistent level for so so much time with no fear, pulling off the most incredible shots – for them to now become human, it's a little bit hard. It's been a little bit difficult to watch. And it's mm-hmm. one of those things that a lot of people have said, why don't you just ride off into the sunset, like become the teacher and yeah. the person who's around. But now that he's like fully swinging like the club again, people are starting to believe like, oh, this might be possible. Mm. So I want to ask you as someone, you know, on the outside looking in, like, do you believe that Tiger Woods could ever win a major again so as you were saying it i was like i was thinking like what what can we compare this to um because how old is tiger he's what like 35 he's still in his he's not in his 30s is he he's still in his 30s he's not that much older than me i don't think he see that that now he's gotta be 40 something oh he's 42 okay i'm about to say i'm about to say there's no way there's no Uh, but still that's i feel like that's relatively young in golf oh it is yeah you have fit you have I'll, i'll look up who the oldest major winner real quick yeah, but as you were as you were talking about Tiger and like his trajectory, I was like, "What do you compare it to?" And I was like, "He's going through his." And I, this one, I'm, I'm I so answer your question real quick. Yes, I think he can win because I think he's an all time great, and I've, I'm very excited now. I'm more excited now to watch him play golf than I was before because now I feel like he's in his like like Kobe the last three years, Jordan with the Wizards, like where like you don't have the moves you had. But you know you're better than everybody. Yep. And so, but and you know how to win, and like executing how to win. So like, I, from what I know, Tiger, he always could outdrive anybody. Mm-hmm. Right now, he he drives with every, where everybody else is driving. But now he's like, all right, like he has to be. He's gonna. I feel like he's gonna kind of display like his his like savviness. His, yeah, his savviness. And I'm like, oh, this is a Tiger. I want to see, you know what I mean? It's almost like when you bring back superhero. It's like, this is why Superman was never a good, a never good comic book. Mm-hmm. It's like, he just could, he's just stronger than everybody. Yep. It's not fun to watch. So that's why they're always trash. But Batman was always dope. Cause it's like, yo, 
the right bullet get that dude he's out yep. like anybody could get Batman but Batman is freaking three four five steps ahead of everybody so we're watching I feel like we're watching Tiger Woods in his Batman phase he was Superman and now we're watching him in his Batman phase and anybody knows Batman's always a way better movie yep. uh, because of because of his limitations yep um, so I, I think he can win. Um, and then uh, to, to, to think that because how many more does he need to like beat to, like break the record? Is it uh, like three? Uh, no, he has more. A, yeah, he he won't break Jack Nicholas's record. What was Jack's record? It's like twenty. Was it twenty seven? So uh, he has fourteen. So he's only four off. That's what I'm saying. Okay, so so it's not it's not. So yeah, so Jack Nicholas has eighteen. Right. And Tigers has fourteen. At 14. You say it's impossible for him to check to catch eighteen. It, it, who, that, you see what I'm saying? He's only forty two. Here's what I feel like this. Here's here's the situation I feel like we're in. Do you ever see Major League? Yeah. I feel like he's a wild thing, and like he just needs to get a certain haircut <laughs> that like all put on the glasses again. Yeah. And like he could start dealing again. Yeah. Like I literally feel like he's just like one mindset away. From like turn like having a two to three year stretch, yeah. Where it's like, ever all these young kids who have been winning majors and enjoying the tigerless golf that mm-hmm. uh, without him, are now going to be like, oh dang, like yeah, I don't, I'm not going to win again for <laughs> for three years. Yeah, I was thinking not only that, I'm thinking like if he if he goes down and like the last. Well, the last what, how many like like the last couple of rounds and he's like neck and neck with someone mm-hmm. you're gonna feel that pressure of like oh wait is he back <laughs> you know what I mean like it's gonna like like it's like oh am I about to lose because like he does this like in your mind you know that he's the goat like he's one of the greats so it's like he has he's gonna have that advantage because like I mean, golf is a very you're in your head and so you're it's just you and Tiger going down the stretch. Yeah, you're gonna think like, oh, I'm about to be the dude that, that loses the tiger. Like that's gonna be in your head. So I, I don't know. I'm not saying he gets 18, but I'm like, could he? Like if he's as great as we've we've known him to be, I don't think his greatness is limited to how far he could drive a ball. For so sure. I, so what I'm saying is like, if he could just find that thing, and if enough people are saying it's kind of back, and I think it's all it's always been tied to how healthy he is. Yep. So if he's healthy, why couldn't he? Why couldn't he go off and win a few? Uh, I I hope so. Yeah. Like it literally would be so fun to get like we I I feel like golf fans were robbed of like 5 years of like we had Tiger for 6 or 7 years and we took it for granted mm-hmm. and like and and then it disappeared and it's I think to have him do a stretch even 2 years where he was playing at like the top of his game again I mean, golf needs that shot in the arm because there really hasn't. Jordan Spieth is the closest thing that we've had, and right. and like I think what we found out is even these players who we espouse to be the next great, the next Tiger, mm-hmm. like they they can't do they can't, it. Yeah, they can't carry that mantle for long enough, be that consistent, be that dominant. Right, and so we're left with this like reality of like, oh, it'll never be that good again. Yeah, I think that speaks to like how like how great greatness is more than I feel like it's it's way more than what you do on whatever field especially greatness in my opinion requires consistency over time yep and that requires a mentality that says I'm gonna be great for a long time yeah you don't let the the, the various mental traps come in there that like make you you know go like become worse yeah and so for Tiger to be that diamond for that long and then to fall off you, in my mind he just he's just been plotting you know what I mean? Like 
He's just been plotting. He's he's been trying to figure out. I feel like the first comeback, he's just been trying to figure. All right, what do I do? He has to, like I think he stubbornly was like, "How do I become the old tiger?" That first one. Yeah. And he did that, and he was like, "Oh, I can't do that." Yep. And just like Kobe, like, oh, "I'm not gonna be jumping over people anymore." Yep. Or Mike, you know what I mean? Like, "Oh, I'm not gonna." Then he's like, oh, "Okay, now that I know my limitations, you guys are in trouble." Yeah, yeah. Because now I'm I'm plotting. I like I know how to win. I've always known how to win. But I have not known how to win with this body. Yep. Now I know how to win with this body. I agree. You're all in trouble. That is my hope. I'm with you. That is my hope. It would, that be, tiger shows it would up. be so fun to watch. Yeah. It would be so fun to watch. I'm all I'm all with that. So all right, well, uh any last thoughts before we uh finish this? I think we did great. I think we were here. We were here. We showed up. We showed up. Uh, we found loopholes. We found loopholes. <laughs> we are. We were talking about Tiger. This is greatness. Is consistency. Uh, consistency over time, guys. We gave you another great podcast. <laughs> Even down two. We were down two. We've never let you down. This many people, and we were down two, and we still gave y'all excellent podcasts. We got in here. Yeah, we you got any shows coming up. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't know where they are though. Just, just go to DavidPurdueComedy.com. I forgot. I don't. I don't know. I don't is know this like busy on. season for you? You about to like do a lot of shows or? Uh, I got you know. Yeah, I got some stuff coming up. Uh, really, like it's like uh, acting stuff. I'm cool. To. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like trying to you know put my name out there for. Don't I'm just saying don't be surprised if you see your boy on TV this summer. That's all Come I'm saying. Come on. Yeah, yeah. Come so on. I'm trying to keep them things coming. But yeah, David Purdue comedy for all year. Like where is he gonna perform it? And if you're in Atlanta, I'm always at uh, Smith's Old Bar, the 1 a.m. Secret Show every Saturday, technically Sunday morning at one o'clock in the morning. Always free. We get a bunch of dope people from all over the country. We always come through. People like the great George Wallace, uh, Daily Shows, Ron Wood, uh, Roy Wood. You name it, they've hit the stage there. So uh, yeah. Uh, and then follow me on Twitter at do or die or Instagram at do or die. All right, y'all. It's been good. Rate, comment, review. Yeah. Uh, tell us how we did. Hit us up on Twitter at Dan Dunk at David Purdue. Yes. Hit Nate up. Nate's great. Hashtag Nate's Hashtag great. Nate's great. And uh, let's uh, get get our boys some confidence and yeah. uh, definitely hit up uh, Damon. Figure out where he is at uh, this next. Doing week. great things. Of course. Peace. <laughs> <laughs>